This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of MrsChristyJones.com, episode number 58. In today's episode, we are talking about conflict resolution, the secret to fighting well. Getting through and over a conflict in any relationship can be a challenge. So in today's episode, I'm sharing a few tips that are guaranteed to get you back on track fast. Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I'm a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. The Wife Wisdom Podcast is a real conversation designed to help you cultivate the heart of a wife. If you are single and desire to be married, if you are newly married and want to thrive as a wife, or if you are a seasoned wife and just need a little encouragement staying a wife, you are in the right place. If you are new to our podcast, woohoo! Welcome to the family. I am thrilled that you are here. And if you are already a part of my tribe and you don't already know, I love and appreciate you. One of the most challenging aspects of marriage, or any relationship for that matter, is how to get back on track after conflict. A disagreement, a fight, an argument, a blow up, a fence, you get my point. There are so many things that come up for both parties after an argument. A fence is usually the very first thing that comes up. And with a fence comes shock, anger, sadness, and of course, acceptance. And then we've got feelings of, I can't believe he said that, or she said this, or who does he think he is? Who is he talking to? Or I hate when she thinks she's my mother. She tries to tell me what to do and I hate it. (laughs) You guys get the, the purpose and understanding of conflict, right? Okay, so what I want to share with you today are a few strategies that I have learned over the past many decades of being in relationship, but also the last 18 years of being married that have really helped me and my husband learn how to fight well and fight fair. Because let me just tell you where we started was not good. It was not fighting fair and it was not fighting well. And so I'm really excited to share these strategies and these tips because I think it's important to learn how to disagree well, how to have conflict and not be afraid of it, how to allow and make room and give space for someone to have their own opinion, even if it if it's not your opinion, and still allow them the space to feel confident to stand in their own truth. And so one, number one, very, very first thing that I want to you to write down, if you're taking notes, this strategy is crucial. Number one is always make love and respect your default. Make love and respect your default. What I mean by this is no cursing, at each other when you are in a, when you're in an argument or a fight, disagreement, a blow up, no cursing ever at each other. No threatening, especially with the D word. 
divorce. You do not, when you are in a heated conversation, a heated argument, you never throw around the word divorce in a fight. No threatening at all. No name calling. Nope. This is off limits if you're wanting to learn how to fight well, right? You just cannot do those things. Now, if you don't have enough discipline or self-control not to do these three things, no cursing, no threatening, no name calling, then it's very important for you to walk away ASAP, walk away immediately. Now, what's important to know and What's important to do ahead of time is establish an understanding, a rules of engagement, so to speak, for fighting. So you set up the rules before the fight. If we get into a fight and I feel that what I'm going to say or what's going to come out of my mouth is going to be disrespectful or unloving in any way, I have permission to walk away. And you both need to agree to this and have really have the discussion ahead of time. Now, what's important is that if you use this out, so to speak, in the middle of a heated conversation, is that it's important that you do have the conversation about whatever it is that you are arguing about within the next 24 hours. When there is love and when there is respect, when you have gotten your emotions under control and it's okay to talk about it. Because you, what you don't want to do is continue to use this as a scapegoat because you're afraid of conflict. You don't want to use this as a scapegoat because you just hate arguing, arguing, right? That's not going to work because it's really important for you to have discussions, healthy discussions about certain things that have triggered an offense, that have triggered something that is causing the argument in the first place because you never in a relationships want to shove this, these kind of things under the rug because what happens is it's, they're going to pile up and it's going to blow up anyway. So if you can really learn how to fight well, learn how to respect one another in the midst of conflict, it will really help your relationship to thr- to flourish and to thrive. I promise you. And so When you are establishing this rule of engagement for fighting, um, one of the things that you want to do is that you want to make sure you both are agreeing to it, that you, when you have this discussion, that you agree that if we ever get into a fight and one of us feels like we're going to disrespect one another or we're going to be very unloving in the exchange that we have permission to walk away. Now this takes practice, it takes discipline, and it takes commitment to the relationship to do. And trust me, me and Adrian, we failed miserably at this in the very beginning. I mean, so much so, yes, there was cursing, there was name calling, there was threatening, all of the above, and it really damaged the relationship. So if every time you get into an argument, there is cursing going back and forth, there is threatening of divorce, or I'm leaving you, or there's name calling, it is really going to tear away at the foundation of your relationship. So you definitely don't want to do that. And you want to make sure that you establish walking away in the middle of the argument ahead of time because you don't want to have a raging woman jump on your back (laughs) on your way out of the door saying you better not turn your back on me when I'm talking to you because it's going to make things 
worse. And <laughs> you can always ahead of time, you can also create a buzzword that indicates to your mate that you need a timeout, a 24 hour timeout, or um, for, for really the opportunity for you to just collect yourself and get your emotions under control. Okay, number two, check your heart. This is a big one. Would you rather be right or would you rather be reconciled? This is big because have you ever been in an argument with someone where you can't get a word in edgewise because they are so adamant about proving their point or they are so committed to being right? They don't even listen to what you have to say. They don't hear what you're trying to say. They are just, they, all, they, all they care about is being right. All they care about is getting their point across and proving to you that they're right. And they, they do it so much that they're waiting for you to agree that they're right. It's so annoying, right? You know those people, right? Well, don't be that person, period. Don't be that person where you are arguing over and over and over and over again to prove your point, to be right, because you want them to believe you or they want they you want to feel validated that you're right. Mm-mm. That There's no room in a healthy relationship for that attitude at all. So check your heart. Would you rather be right and continue to prove your point over and over and over again until your mate shuts down because they just don't feel heard. They don't feel um, listened to. They don't even feel welcome to share their opinion or their point. Would you rather be right or would you rather be reconciled and move on to a happier place in your relationship? Super simple. Number three, be a good listener. I know this is hard in the midst of your heated conversation. I know it's hard because all you want to do is be heard. All you want to do is get your point across. And so you're really not hearing what the other person is saying if you are not intentional in being a listener. It's like <laughs> if you are not being a good listener in your mind, the your mate that is trying to share their point or their opinion or feel heard or listen to in your mind all you hear is Charlie Brown's teacher right right and so you're not even present you're not even fighting to listen because all you're doing in your mind is you're going over oh I have to remember to say this I have to remember to say that oh I can't forget to say this and so while they're talking you're not listening because you're going down your laundry list of things that you want to say when it's your turn quote unquote right This is a poor practice when it comes to conflict resolution and really fighting well. You have to, and one of the things that Adrian and I have had to learn We've, we would get a piece of paper and we're fighting. We would write bullet points of things to remember to talk about. So we're not ruminating in our own mind of what to remember and not being present and listening to the other person. So grab a piece of paper. And when you get into the practice of doing this, there's no offense there because you know you're doing it out of wanting to be present and listen to the other person, your mate who is sharing what's on their heart. So this takes practice. Again, it takes practice to be a good listener. Sometimes if this is not something that comes naturally to you, you have to practice it. So grab a piece of paper, get a pen, and just know that when your mate is listening to you and they jot something down, that it really is so they don't forget to talk about it later. But they're not, it's not for writing a whole sentence. It's a bullet point. Talk about 
how this hurt my feelings, how, you know, what this made me feel like, right? Literally quick bullet points. You're not writing a whole list because again, you're focusing on writing the list and not listening. Okay. So being a good listener is important. Um, Number four, seek to understand your mate. Seek to understand your mate. Ask clarifying questions if you don't understand what they're trying to say. Don't just say, okay, I get it because you want them to shut up so you can talk. That's not fair because just like them, you want to be heard too. So give them the attention and focus that they deserve because that's the way you want them to treat you in the relationship. That's what you want them to give you in the the conflict resolution process, okay? Um, Number five, be focused. Do not allow distractions to make the situation worse. If the TV is on when the heated conversation happens, turn off the TV. If you're somewhere where your phone is accessible, flip your phone over, turn it on silent. Um, If it's someplace where you can take a walk together, do that where you can actually just focus on each other. Really important. Number six, never fight in the bedroom. This is a big one. I mean, I know a lot of people don't think about it, but your bedroom is a sacred space. It's a sacred space for intimacy and oneness. And so it's important for you to treat it as such. Don't treat it as just another room in the house. This is a sacred place for you and your your mate, your, your husband or your wife to spend time with each other, really pressing in and becoming one and and so if you are have a, a very hard, difficult conversation and an argument that really hurt one of your hearts, it's going to be hard to be intimate in that space because all that you're going to trigger is how much you were hurt by the conversation that you had with your spouse. And so there have been times when Um, Adrian and I may start an argument in the bedroom and literally I will grab his hand or he will grab my hand and we will go out of the bedroom into another room and finish the argument (laughs) or finish the heated conversation. Okay. And so remember that your mate is ultimately for you and the marriage they're for you and the relationship. So you both want the same thing. And a happy and healthy relationship and the oneness that it requires in marriage, the togetherness, the longevity, it requires you both to have the same intention, the same goal, the same purpose, the same vision for your relationship. And when you have, you both have the same vision to to really apply these strategies to your relationship, it will help you to get through the conflict so much quicker, so much sooner, because you know that, you know what, I know my spouse didn't really intend to hurt me. And especially early on in marriage, early on in your relationship, when you were still getting to know each other, This, you have to give each other grace because again, you are two adults with your own history, your own upbringing, your own perception of things, and you are becoming one to learn how each other does things and responds to things. It's really important for you to learn how to do this and do it well. 
One of the other things that I wanted to mention that I think is really important is to when you are arguing, when you are fighting, also when I said mention the the part of checking your heart, check your mindset as well because when you are angry about something else or another situation or circumstance in your life, it's very easy to take it out on the person closest to you. It's very easy to take it out on the person that you love. Now, this takes a very advanced level of emotional maturity, spiritual maturity, it's and even mental maturity to really recognize that, oh man, you know, my boss really upset me today because of the way he talked to me or or the fact that he thought I did something and it wasn't me. And, you know, there are a plethora of things that could upset you. So when you come home or you get come in contact with your spouse or your children and they say one thing, now you're already, the, the environment in your own head is already on 10 when it comes to being, you could be set off at any moment. And so they say something or they do something and you totally blow up. Now we've all had this experience where we've taken something out on the person closest to us and it had nothing to do with them. It had to do with us and some place where we were or we, we were or we were coming out of or had just happened. I remember stubbing my toe on the side of the bed, on the edge of the bed, and it just sent me into a place of being angry. Now, I don't know why that angered me, right? Because <laughs> the bed it doesn't move. It wasn't the bed's fault. It was my fault. But it, I just was really, I was annoyed and mad and angry that I had stubbed my toe. And so then I was a little snappy at the kids or maybe Adrian. And then Adrian's like, what's wrong with you? And the way he talked to me, you guys know, already know I'm tone sensitive, it set me off, right? Now, that none of that exchange ever had to happen. If I had been mature enough, emotionally immature enough to say, Whew, okay, you know what, I'm not in a place to really interact with my family right now. Let me just take 10 minutes to myself to get myself together before going to make dinner. Let me take 30 minutes to myself to decompress. Let me take a shower or a bath to really get my my mind my mind right, my heart right before having an exchange with my family. This is huge. If you can get into a, the practice of of self-awareness and knowing where you are emotionally and being disciplined enough to not bring your mess to the people that you love, the people closest to you, winning, hashtag winning, right? You will win every single relationship that you are in because you are mature enough emotionally to recognize, "Mm, I'm not in a good place right now. I really don't need to be cooking dinner because somebody may say something that's gonna send me over the edge and I'm gonna take it out on my kids or I'm gonna take it out on my husband. This is huge. Now, again, this is advanced level emotional growth and we can all aim to to be there, to get there. And I think that there are times when we can say, you know what, I'm having a rough day. Give me 10 minutes or I need 30 minutes to just decompress. And that is 
really the the beginnings of really getting on your way to emotional growth. So if you know you had a bad day at work and you know that you have the influence to really set the tone in your family, then guess what? As soon as you get home, hey guys, hey guys, I'm really tired. I just need 20 minutes to just decompress and I'll come down to make dinner. Or I need 30 minutes. I'm going to take a shower to come down and we can... Pl- play games or we can play we I can cook dinner or whatever it is but communicate that to your family communicate it to your spouse because that kind of gives them a heads up like oh she's had a bad day and then at that point it may trigger them saying when you come down hey do you want to talk about it you okay you said you had a rough day and at that point you may say yes I do want to talk about it or no because you've done the work in the last 30 minutes to not be angry anymore and you're like you know what no I'm good we can talk about it at another time perfect but that's really important because if you can diffuse conflict resolution ahead of time because of self-awareness and a an emotional maturity that is going to really minimize the amount of conflicts that you have in any relationship that you have. And ultimately, we don't ever want to take things out, our anger, our emotions out on the people that we love. We don't know, we don't aim to do that. Nobody sets out to do that. The reason people do that is because of a lack of self-awareness, one, and really a social an, an emotional immaturity. They have just not done the work that it takes to become emotionally mature in their relationship. So I wanted to mention that um, before uh, finishing this episode, because that's an important piece of really just the fundamentals, like foundational work that it's going to take on both parties in any relationship, the man and the woman, the husband and the wife. And the fiance, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, it is important for you to do the self-work, to become self-aware, to become emotionally mature, and really check yourself on your emotions. When you are angry for the smallest reason, check yourself. Like, what can you do to become less emotional in for things that aren't worthy of you being that emotional? And be disciplined, do the self work, the soul work that it takes. Like, oh, wow, this is really triggering something that happened to me when I was 16 years old. This is why I always get angry when this happens. That's huge. And that is so important in our development of really having healthy relationships and really learning how to resolve conflicts and learning how to fight well. So as always, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for just spending the time to join me in listening to these episodes each and every week. I appreciate you so much. And I look forward to connecting with you next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I really, really appreciate it. If you are not following us on Instagram at Wife Wisdom, I invite you to join our tribe over on social media on Instagram. If you have not rated our podcast on iTunes, please do so to rate and review us. That would be awesome in helping other women find our podcast. But most importantly, I just thank you so much for 
continuing to be consistent and listening to our podcast each and every week, sharing this with your sister circle and continuing to just share and and send me love and encouragement and support that this is blessing you, that it's encouraging you, that you truly are benefiting and feel like you're being served through this podcast. So thank you so much for being here. I love you so much with all my heart and I look forward to connecting with you next week. Bye-bye. The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips, and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. (laughs) So until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.